My wife and I, we had a lot of fun, man, for a long time. But she had this girlfriend. That fucked it up. <laughs> With the big titties, you know the type of girlfriend I'm talking about, that I tried to ignore for six months. When she'd come in the house, like, Hello there, how you doing? I don't really notice your tits. Oh. I would like to be the mayor of Tit Town, if I could, okay? I'd like to drive a big truck full of tits down a tit turnpike right into the middle of Tit Town. Don't you wish the guy walking in front of us would squeeze our tits for like one second? Not an ass man. I'm a tit man. I like big ass boobs. Now and forever. Not like a black guy, Vita. Give me back the tits! Last Man Earth. My name is Lex Stringer. As always, I flank by Matt Ralston. You may not know this, Matt, but your mannequin challenge involves you naked as a statue, while five Turkish men in spot tells pointed fingers at you with frozen fiendish smiles. That video is yet to go viral. Are you aware at this point of what the mannequin challenge is? I think it's an excuse for chicks to post shit on Instagram. I was totally going to say that myself. Uh, every challenge, it seems to me like people are bored now and they're trying to find things to do, and so just posting selfies got tiring. So now they come up with challenges. And can so- you call something a challenge when it's entirely not challenging whatsoever? Uh, well, you're supposed to challenge other people. Yes, I think you can. Well, I mean, what are you going to call it? Titty show? My titty show? My titty show? Yeah. That's basically what it an is. Easy, well, how about an easy thing to do? Like, is, isn't a challenge... Remember in, like, Double Dare, a, a physical challenge? You had to, like, crawl through slime and, like, uh, do some other shit. I mean... Would you call it... That was a challenge. Yes, it was. And, uh, these are called challenges because it makes it sound enticing, I think. So it's, uh, you know, basically, again, these are just ways for women to create new selfies for themselves. I don't understand how, like, they talk about female empowerment and then the mannequin challenge, which is essentially women being frozen as statues in, in tiny, tiny bikini tops while men pan around them with cameras. That's, that seems like a rehypnol, some kind of rehypnol dream. Mannequin is not really the most progressive form for a woman to be seen as. I like when people sort of, like, think they came up with a new thing that's existed for, like, 40 years. Like, didn't they right. have that on Saved by the Bell? Yes. Like, how is this? A- yeah, I think A.C. Slater was doing this many, many, years, many years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's just, honestly, it's just people, and they just someone makes it up and goes like, look, we've got to keep creating challenges because we need to waste three hours a day. It literally is just like latchkey, kid, latchkey kids, <laughs> like inventing shit, so it just gives them an excuse to do stuff online. But how about a challenge like... Um, it's kind of like pretending that Atari Space Invaders was a fun game. Like, how about finish Moby Dick or like... I don't I build a, a, a working robot out of you know what I mean like yeah like since that when Muslim, did a challenge that, become the easiest thing to fucking do like that Muslim kid in Texas who built the clock in his briefcase that was not <laughs> a, a real clock that was a makeshift bomb the, 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 the Muslim uh, makeshift bomb challenge did not go over quite as well look as long as the girls are eighteen and they're getting mostly naked I don't care what they want to call it that was the first coy terrorist ever I, I believe that that kid was was. Uh, Oh yeah, was pushing buttons about terrorism in a smug way. Yeah, he was like the smart. He was like, "What happens when you get a precocious terrorist boy?" Right, that wasn't good. He got him <laughs> out of the White House, by the way, but he left the country. Poor kid. All right, this week's show is sponsored by Madonna, Madonna's new fake ass. Somebody made old ladies with crumpled up throw pillows sexy again, and you weren't even paying attention. That looks so fucking <laughs> gross. I can't even believe that you can posted I, that out. Like I, that looked. Oh my god, I can't even talk about can it. Can I finish the sponsorship? Uh, I'm sorry. Copy. Madonna's new fake ass. Now that's hot. Well, so that goes against what you had to say. It was odd. Have we verified whether that was real or not, or was that just her stuffing pillows in her in her ass? Because 
If she actually implanted stuff in her ass and made it look that nasty and I mean, gross? I didn't like hire the unsolved mysteries squad to to do any, you know, but it could be like some of those plastic cups, you know, it could have been some of those things you wear. You're like, saying like she was doing it as a joke. Well, either a joke or she put on one of those like padded underwear things that gave her an ass. If she actually implanted shit into her subgluteal of that size and magnitude at 58 years old, that is horrifically disgusting. Any more so than doing it when you're 25? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we had, we've had an ass discussion, I know, recently about big fat asses. And uh, while you say it's disgusting and, 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 and grotesque, I say show me the money because every girl who does it seems to make a lot of money. So, I mean, there's a reason why they're doing it. They're doing it to make money, right? And it seems to be working. So if I was an 18-year-old, 19-year-old black China hooker stripper chick, I'd, do it to, I'd probably do it too. Would you, would you, like, implant, like, a black dick on your forehead for, like, $50,000? Uh, hmm, like today, you mean? fifty grand <laughs> Cash? Unreported? Tax-free? I might. I just don't get it. I, I just don't get who wants to fuck a chick with a weird a thing that you have to grab onto that's like who knows what's in there i don't get it personally either but you have to admit commercially it's been proven to be very successful for reality television show women i mean they're yeah. making they're making somebody some well first of all kanye likes it somebody likes somebody well, that's the, how i know we're fucked people <laughs> like it well the black the black guys the black athletes seem to like it a lot right mm-hmm. so it mimics it's supposed to mimic the black female ass right the bigger boot the bigger badonka donk right yeah and it looks weird because the women are these women are not only usually caucasian but they're they're starving themselves so they have slender waists I think it's called like stialgopia. It's it's like a, a disease that's that's um, particular to one tribe in Africa. That that might sound racist, but it's actually true. To where they they it could get be racist and true. Fat deposits in there. Oh yeah. Asses. Well, I mean, it, it, it's an odd thing. Although, and also for Kanye, his mom died from that doing that kind of shit. It seems kind of weird that, that he was ironic. Isn't yeah, it? it seems kind of weird that he would get aroused doing not thinking about his dead mom as he's fucking like his. His wife. Well, you've grabbed a fake boob before, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, but before I knew that, knew enough to know what was real and fake. Yes, it, I have. It's it feels different and it's fine. But I feel like they started with the boobs. But I feel like that's just different. Like you're not sitting on your boobs all the time. No, you know you're not putting in the full weight of your body on your boobs. As no. far as I'm aware, if I had some, I might. <laughs> Oh, you're right. Well, they're not—they're not meant to be. They're not meant for. It's not meant for feel, right? It's not we're for we're just never going to get there with technology. We'll go to the fucking. We'll go to Mars way before we get a fake ass to look anything less than fucking horrific. Well, women used to be heavy, right? Like women who were considered beautiful through the years used to be heavier set, curvy. They were curvy. They were fat, right? And now it's considered very sexy and desirable because unlike skinny poor poor ass skinny women, they were women of some means, and so therefore they could eat, and therefore they had big asses and big tits and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, now we got to the point when you have to be super skinny and you still want the big tits and the big ass. Yeah, you're trying to have the best. Now they're just shooting cement. There's like guys shooting cement in there, really. I mean, literally, like every dentist in town is performing these surgeries where they just add shit to your to your well, breast or I mean, waist. I don't or, know how much. Like, I don't think Mona Lisa had like a like a big juicy ass. I, I picture it more as being kind of kind of flat and wide. Well, I mean, you got to eat to get an ass, right? So you know, back in the back in the old days, it wasn't just like. McDonald's around, you could just get a could just get a Happy Meal every five minutes, you know, yeah. for three bucks. There just literally wasn't that much food around. There wasn't a lot of carbs either. My black friends do seem to have something against skinny women, and I wonder if it's kind of like, well, you know, if you're if you're more disadvantaged, you're poor. You got a little less tolerance for like emaciated people, right? Well, especially women who are intentionally making themselves emaciated. 
Right. When you fought through the generations to try and get food. Well, I'm I'm Irish. I mean, my people had a few uh, ups and downs with famine, but I'm still not, you know, trying to fuck a, a an obese uh, chick. Be, you know, like, really? You don't like a big an Irish girl, like a heavyset Irish girl with red hair? Not at all. Doesn't work for you? No. All right. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook, also at Last Man Podcast. The more I know you, Matt, the more I learn that you're a liar. <laughs> Uh, let me ask you, Johnny Manziel. I thought you had a very interesting point about Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel could be seen in two ways. He could be seen, I think you know this, he could be seen as like a fall from grace, like an athlete who just like couldn't give up his drugs and alcohol and, and had, a, had a great career ahead of him in, in football, could have been an MVP, could have been Peyton Manning maybe, I don't know, something like that. But he just couldn't give up the drugs and alcohol. Addiction took him down, and now he's down to luck. Or, secondly, he could be seen as a spoiled Brad Rich kid <laughs> who just doesn't give a fuck about working hard enough to be in the NFL. He just happened to be good at football. Who happened to be good at football and just did football while it was fun and was no longer fun. He just wants to party on boats and fuck chicks and, and get wasted and beat I people mean, up. I mean, I think you're exaggerating. I, I certainly don't think he could have been the next Peyton Manning, but he obviously could have probably had a, a good career ahead of him. In, you know, well, A lot of shitty NFL quarterbacks, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he could have backups. Yeah, but even then, there's some shitty. I mean, he could. You don't think he could have been Colin Kaepernick? I mean, he could have had a nice NFL career, whatever it is. But isn't the point really that I mean, that you made that it really isn't a football player first? He's just a rich party kid first who happened to be good at football. It just seems like a trust fund mentality because, I mean, if you get anyone that comes up from from anything, like you, you got to look out for yourself. How, how is this guy partying for? What has it been? Two years? How long has he been on the league? A year? Three years now. You can't keep doing that. You'll you'll burn through your money. So it makes me think that yeah, he's just your average trust fund kid, minus the football. He's you just your average trust fund kid who has a shitload of expendable income and has no fucking skills or desire to uh, improve himself whatsoever. You think uh, Jameis Winston is more grounded, perhaps, in his drive to be an NFL quarterback? Yeah, I, I think. Well, it, yeah, beyond look, the rape, beyond the rapes and sexual assaults. It, well, certainly he knows how to fucking show up sober for practice. I mean, he's got that in him. Yeah, I mean, these guys do seem to, like, play through. They do seem to play through a lot. I mean, they're, they're more driven, I think, because of their background. They come from usually a very impoverished background. And football's always been their way to get ahead. Now they got a good thing, and they're not going to give it up. Whereas I mean, even Manziel, a, didn't even seem to, Manziel didn't seem to even tr- even care about Even trying. a middle-class background. I mean, I think his parents are a lot wealthier than most people would imagine. So Mandel, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly not Winston's. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's stealing crab legs for Christ's sake. No, I, I, I really do think that he just exhibits the behavior of the, half of Hollywood. For those that don't live here, and you know this, are, are just fucking losers who are spending their parents' money on booze and coke. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not not just L.A. I think you see it in Miami or New York or other places. Mm-hmm. You know, the the rich kids of Instagram or whatever they are. R-K-O-I, hashtag. There's a whole subset of rich kids of Instagram where they're doing nothing but just showing off their luxurious lives. Yeah. And this is probably the first generation, I believe, when that's ever happened before. Not to, you know, the digital technology, but I mean, we're, ki- we're actually there were large swaths of people who were just like sort of bathing in the glory of being I think it happened rich. in France before they all got beheaded. <laughs> when they got killed. Yeah. But that still was a very tiny, that was a very tiny fraction of the population, but you're probably right. But now there's like a, you know, a number of 20-year-olds who are just really sort of like Taking in fame and glory just by being rich kids of Beverly Hills or rich kids of wherever. Yeah, I mean they're actually they're actually glamorizing the idleness of their lives. So it was almost like a curse for Manziel to 
to you know make the NFL, and he was like, "Well, here's now's where I really get to party." Yes. It's like no one's really ever, as far as I know, ever done that before. You th- you can get away with a lot more in college than you can in the NFL. Well, especially when you're five eight. <laughs> yeah. No, I just mean the college will like kowtow to everything the star quarterback wants. Yeah. Whereas the NFL is not going to put up with that shit because they're a multi billion dollar business. And they're just not. I mean, yeah, the college is a big college football is a big business, but the NFL is a legit business. Yeah, and they're not going to put up with you showing up drunk to showing up drunk to work. And, and I totally understand addiction. Like, I get that certain people are just for whatever reason compelled to like chug booze. Yeah. Um, is this is this related to your furry cosplay addiction? <laughs> you have? I think you're the lobster, right? Never, I mean, never popular at parties. It can be both. You can have that addiction gene, but you can also fucking. I, I don't know, not fuck up your life. It seemed like he really didn't give a shit. No. And alcohol seems very pedestrian. Yeah. We know a lot of guys, for a millionaire to be an alcoholic seems very, like, you know, it's very just ignoble. I mean, like, cocaine I get. I understand cocaine. Yeah. I understand rich guys getting into cocaine. They're partying with hookers. They're doing cocaine. They want to stay up all night. They're partying in strip clubs. I kind of get cocaine. But just being addicted to, like, drinking whiskey out of the bottle just seems very... Seems very low. Seems just like, you gotta you gotta drink a lot, and you're also doing the same thing, if not less, than guys that just show up to the factory every fucking day, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't know. Like people will say when I was growing up, like you know, you can't really get drunk off beer, and it's like, well, if you apply yourself, yeah, you can. You, you can really get really fucked up on anything. Like, you could ruin your life on fucking schnapps if you wanted to. You're certainly gonna get a fat. You get yeah. You're gonna just you're gonna get a girl pregnant. That's gonna happen. Yeah. Every every time you take every time you drink schnapps. It's, Triple increase the odds of you getting a girl pregnant. That's pretty much my theory. This is not his own money, though. Is what that, that was now, my point. He definitely does not have NFL money anymore. He's definitely. No. I don't mind what he does. Honestly, if he stops beating up women, beating up the women is a little bit beyond the pale, a lot beyond the pale. But just getting, if he wants to guzzle guzzle booze at eight in the morning and like do Snapchat videos of himself getting drunk, yeah, that's fine. I don't mind. I don't really mind. I just don't get who the people like. At some point. I'm sure, like, his friends were like, hey, man, you got to stop doing this because, you know, like, you're supposed to. But what if he was, what if he's a really introspective guy and he's like, you know, there's there's more to life than football, but it only includes whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that. <laughs> Party on yachts. It seems I mean, like a good job. It's not like the NFL players, the 23, 24-year-olds, aren't having a good time. So right. I don't understand why you can't have a good time and still They're play. They're all getting real fucked up. They're all getting fucked up. They're all living in mansions. They're all driving Lamborghinis. They're all fucking hot models. I mean, it, the life isn't that bad. He just had to add this uncontrollable That was too much for him, though. Those yes. workouts? Yes. That, that really got in the way of his drinking. Yeah. I'm just trying to find anything admirable about the guy, but there really isn't. Just There really isn't anything anymore. He threw away, just because he has a rich kid or he's a, a kid who comes from some means, he threw away like an opportunity people kill for. And that's really, I think, the tra- sort of the tragic part. That's why nobody will love him anymore after about two or three more years. Yeah, he's not sympathetic. And, um, I mean, eventually he's going to burn through his parents' money at this point. Yeah, I can't wait for that, too. When he's turning <laughs> tricks turning tricks instead of Monica Villard, <laughs> that's, when we'll, that's when we'll finally get him on the podcast. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> All right, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, I know you love uh, women's tennis. That's your favorite sport, I believe, after mm-hmm. soccer, the beautiful the beautiful game. It's probably my favorite women's sport because women can look passably normal doing it. Wait, wait, if someone, one more person tells me, like, soccer's a beautiful game, I'm going to just, I'm going to go fucking nuts because that is not the least bit of a compliment. No. That's <laughs> just like, I don't, want my, I don't want my sports to be beautiful. I don't know who you're hanging out with that's saying this, but I That's, the, I that's like the international... That's someone came up with that Pele or someone like many years ago, and they use that all the time to explain the glory of soccer. 
Hmm. And soccer may be glorious and it may be very beautiful, but it's fucking boring ass to watch and it's a bunch of pansies. So I, I think they got to get rid of that moniker. Uh, women's tennis is much more physical, is much more physical at least. Uh, but Serena Williams, who I believe now has 170,000 trophies in women's, tre- women's tennis. I mean, she's fucking enormous. I just saw a picture of her again recently. I mean, I don't know how you explain that muscular of a body. I mean, I think I can explain it. Yeah, right. Her dad had two sons and started suppressing their hormones at an early age. You think so? Yeah, I do, because she looks like a guy. Well, but I think any woman who gets that mu- who takes roids, let's say, and gets that muscular is going to look like a guy. I mean, but that's just, okay. I mean, you look at all the East German, uh, you know, uh, bodybuilders from the old Olympic days. They all look like men. Okay, well, and some I'm, of them actually, some of them, by the way, actually became men. They took so many hormones, they became tomato, men. tomato. She's yes. fucking. She has. She's a guy at this point. Uh, she is basically a guy. Although they, you, you, they, all these bloggers insist on you saying how pretty she is and how beautiful she looks in her dresses. So these people are liars and they're not being honest. Well, I don't. It's, it's supposed to be like, why can't a woman look strong? I'm like, well, women can be strong. On the inside, and maybe a little bit on the outside, but if they can lift you over their head and do helicopter spins, that's no longer sexy. What what are we doing? Like, what is this? Like, curvy? Listen to Ashley Graham. You know, there's a lot of curvy, sexy male models. Like, if we start applying these words to anyone, can we all just realize, like, okay, we're just talking about people, and like, yeah, that guy's fat, this chick looks like a guy. There's definitely double standard, although I will say, in Serena Williams' defense versus, say, Ashley Graham, Serena Williams is actually working her ass off to get that to get that body. Ashley Graham's just eating. <laughs> she just what she's is just, Serena Williams is just. Well, that's a good point. I mean, she's actually fucking yoked. She's actually going to the gym and bench pressing and, and doing uh, military lifts, stuff like that. Ashley so Graham's she's just like eating. powerlifting. Is she, that have you seen those muscles? You gotta. See oh that. no, I have. Yeah. but it just I, like, I don't know. Like I don't know if you get that from tennis. No, no. Well, no one else has. So <laughs> not even men. No, not even men. There's no. Mu- there's no muscular. No- she is more muscular than any male tennis player. Yeah, because honestly, at the end of the day, in men's tennis, you don't want to be. In a lot of those sports, you have to be very fast. You don't want to be ripped. You don't want a lot thirty pounds of extra muscle mass because yeah. slows you, it slows you down. So you don't. If you're pirouetting, you know, trying to pirouette and backhand something, you don't want to be covered in muscle. It so now we got to say that... Plus that you're hitting a ball that weighs eight ounces. It's chicks like that he, look like guys are beautiful. All right. Well, well no, it's, that's not exactly what she wants today, Matt. I'll tell you what Serena Williams wants today. You okay. have, you, yes, you do have to say that. You do have to say she's pretty. You just pretty. have to say that. You have to say she's pretty and she's feminine. Right. Even though she looks like... Even though it's a lie. Yes, even though it's a lie. Uh, what she wants is she's demanding equality for women to be known not as female athletes, but just as athletes. So she wants to know why, like, LeBron is not mentioned as the greatest male athlete of all time or so on and so forth. She wants to know why she's referred to as the greatest female athlete of all time. Well, she's not said to be the most, you know, the most, uh, like LeBron, the greatest athlete of all time. Well, don't we know the answer as to yes. why that is? Yes. Well, what's your answer, Matt? Let me ask you. You're, you're in a category of female athletes because you cannot compete against the real athletes. Correct. And interestingly enough, in the story, she actually admits that if she placed Andy Murray, who's going to the top five rated, uh, won Wimbledon last year, hmm. he would beat her 6-0, 6-0, and she'd not get a single point. She actually admitted that herself. Yeah. Uh, and that most analysts said she would not rank in the top 1,500, where they ranked the top 1,500 for WTA men's tennis. Yeah. That she would not rank in the top 1,500 of men's tennis. So isn't the question really not... Is the, the option for her is not really to be the greatest athlete of all time. It's the option is to be the greatest female athlete... Or to be a middling, mediocre athlete so she who wants, occasionally catches the game off, off a guy on a bad day. I mean, what does she want to be known as? 
I, yeah, I don't think she wants to slog through tournaments in, you know, Slovakia. Um, She's also, uh, by the way, made $100 million in prize money. That's why I don't get... Which, that number in men's tennis, if she played in, if there was no gender, if there was no gender in tennis, that number would be next to zero. I don't understand her lack of awareness on this. I think she might be stupid. Uh you know, you can't have a protected class. You're just saying that because you think all women with 24 inch biceps are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I did sit next to her on the plane. Uh, I, I honestly think she could kick my ass. Oh, I know she'd kick your ass. <laughs> Brian's ass. She could probably take me. I know some moves. Uh, yeah, unless you push a little button and she deflates or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, so what do you, I mean, is she, you think she's that stupid? She doesn't know. Uh, here's the thing I, don't, I understand why she doesn't like. Bring up, why a woman would not bring up the subject because it favors them so much. Yeah, but she's actually going out there and doing interview after interview in magazines about female empowerment, about how it's unfair how women female athletes are called out as female athletes as opposed to just great athletes. That's what I don't get. She's like making a case, but then like it's like if you're drunk and you started talking, and then like halfway through you're like, uh, uh, never mind. Like I feel like she kind of made the case against herself yes. while being a blowhard, yes. which is fucking hard to do. I don't. I, I don't see what her. What you know? What let me talk about. What is her end game here? So if they, if they get rid of the, the gender things in sports, the women lose all. The women lose everything. They can't play golf. They can't play tennis. They can't play soccer. They can't play whatever. In her ideal world, she continues making a lot of money while not being comparatively good at tennis. And uh, uh, like and, Anna Kornikova did that because she was high and she wasn't a very good tennis player. But she kind of like at least admitted, like you know, I could look at a bikini. That's why I'm making money. Whereas Serena Williams, she would lose every single match. I guess people would still pay to come see her fight to take on men. So John McEnroe at 56 said he could. That came up. John McEnroe at 56 said he could beat her. And everyone kind of agreed. Right. I, he. I would bet on him. Uh, uh, first of all, they only play. So what does regular tennis play? Five sets. Best of five. Yeah. And women play three. Best of three. Yeah. Kind of like in basketball. No one really mentions that their ball that they play with yes. is tiny. It's it's small because they have small. Women have smaller hands. And one right. thing. One thing. Steroids will not give you is bigger fingers. Well, I would just like to see a mathematician at some point go. You know, when they're doing their bullshit fucking ESPN segments, like, and she also shoots ninety percent from the free throw line. That's just as good as Stephen Curry. Yeah. Well, actually, it's not at all. No. Because uh, as it turns out, having a, a less radius on a basketball makes a huge fucking difference. It does. Also, uh, I don't believe you can get away with a lot of like twenty uh, foot set shots. In ba- no. <laughs> the NBA. In the NBA. They do that shit in softball too. They go, you know, she pitches uh, ninety miles an hour. Oh yeah, because of the distance of the mound. Yeah. This is equivalent. To Randy, a Randy Johnson fastball. Like the bat's going to hit your fingers as yes. you're releasing the fucking ball. This, her pitch is equivalent to three times in our this Chapman uh, fastball. <laughs> it would be 385 miles yeah. an hour in baseball. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And yet somehow a girl, a fat girl from ASU is still pounding it over the over home runs. Yeah. Well, I don't even get why she's not on the Rangers. Yeah. I mean, well, we're all missing out on a huge opportunity here. I mean, here's the thing. I don't. I think it's fine that we have women's sports because obviously if they didn't have women's sports, women could not compete in sports. And it makes sense in college, especially in high school and all those places because yeah. women should be competing against other women that makes actual sense uh but you got to shut up about it especially when you made a hundred million dollars in the women's category in the women's category i would just say get rid of it if we want true equality we need to abolish this yeah but they won't because that's not that is then going to create a whole set of new inequalities which is that women now can't play tennis so you know, there's no way, there's no way to solve this issue other than to shut up about it and be happy you're making a shitload of money so you're telling me that people are paying money to watch women's tennis yeah, she gets paid. Well, here's the thing: she gets paid less than the men's tennis, which is another point of contention she has. 
And uh, I mean, they don't point out the fact that less women, less people pay to watch the women's game than the men's game. There's there already. There's there. But Serena Williams is a, is a unique case in the sense that she is so famous as a women's tennis player, people will pay to see her, right? Because she's so pop, she's so uniquely popular in the sport. Who are? But these? that's why she makes. That's why she has a forty million dollar Nike deal. I mean, you know, I, I'm still. I I believe you, but I I just cannot picture a person paying to watch that. I don't know. <laughs> it was tennis. Well, it's funny if you ever go to like, you know, it is not, I, I, again, I support women's sports like in college, but if you ever go to women's college games or even WNBA games, there's just nobody there. It's completely. The, A the little gym's... known sort of <laughs> fact <laughs> is that the NBA subsidizes the WNBA. The whole point of the yes. WNBA is so that the NBA can encourage women to get into basketball because they think it'll help the fandom to watch men's basketball. Well, so. and we learned earlier this year, too, that the U.S. Olympic, the uh, National Olympic team or National uh, Soccer is paying for the Women's ma- Professional Soccer League. They're paying the contracts of most of the most of the high end women's soccer players because the leagues can't support the salaries. That's right. That's right. And yeah. they're doing that to keep soccer relevant in the United States. So there is no natural, and, and they have women. There's no natural market for professional women's soccer or professional women's basketball. On the other hand, in in men's sports, they have to cap it because if LeBron got what he was actually worth, oh, it'd be like five hundred million dollars. It'd be a four year. times. <laughs> yeah, he'd be making. Don't feel too bad for him. He's doing okay. Two hundred. Oh no, I don't feel bad for him, but. I'm just saying that it's almost the opposite in that they're inflating these numbers on one hand, whereas they, they have to actually cap them for the males because they're earning so much more than they're actually valued at. Good thing. Upside, uh, of, less, I mean. upside of women's sports, you can get a front row ticket for about five bucks. It's, it's definitely an economical way to watch. Bring a flask or a bottle. Yeah. I mean, really, honestly, again, you go to any of these, like, women, you go to women's, like, whatever it is, in, in college or in, in pro, and there's just nobody. The arenas are just empty. They're just completely empty. And then you can't see it on TV because they only show like the first five rows courtside. Which is weird when 40 people are in the Staples Center. Because yes. I don't know if you and I can rent that out for $1,000. No. no. Yeah, yet somehow the, the L.A. Liberties got it. Yeah, you know, man, it's not fair. So I say... What is it? Yeah. Oh, the L.A. Sparks. I'm yeah. sorry. Thank so, you. Thank so you, funny. Brian. Hardcore WNBA <laughs> you, fan. You are. There's a, one of the 40... Brian's one of the 40 guys who, regu- <laughs> who regularly attends. Come on, Charmaine. <laughs> Tuck that down. You like, gotta love that below the rim play. There is really no. Re- there really is no reason. We must admit, as feminists ourselves, there's really no reason to have a sport that everyone plays the exact same sport, but only sixty percent as well. There's really nothing sporting particularly about that. No. I mean, it'd be like you know, if, if someone, if the women were in law, worked in law, and they were only sixty percent good in like prosecuting cases, no one would ever let them ever prosecute a case. Right. <laughs> there would be a female lawyer. They're equal, they're equal there, but we have this whole industry set up where women are about sixty percent as good, and we all pretend that it's the same. And it's this sort of like a, the short bus kids, you know, at school. It just really is like a it's like a massive social like feel good program that there really is no commercial justification for whatsoever. Uh, I but that was Matt who said that. I, I'm uh, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, there's a woman that uh, 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 we got an email from Miles. Uh, Miles writes the best emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to know about this woman. Her name is Alexandria. She put two E's in Alexandria. Kefren. And that's a fake name, by the way. She's a Romanian bikini model who is selling her virginity online for $1 million. <laughs> so this, she's not the first person to do this. This has been going on for like 10 years now. Since, since the dawn of the internet, women figured out quickly they could make money by selling sex online. Right. And then some, some set of, subset of women discovered they can make more money by pretending to be 18-year-old virgins. I feel like when you're dealing with rupees or whatever they have in... Where is no, she from, she's Romania? Deba- well, she's, she's from Romania, but she's demanding the money to be paid in euros. 
So she's looking for a stable. She's looking for a stable currency. I don't know how that. What is the? What's the? What's the euro right now versus the dollar? Uh, oh, a million's still a lot. Okay. Uh, they always come with these stories about how like there's all these suitors out there trying to pay them a million dollars for for sex. First of all, none of them ever look eighteen. They always look like they're thirty. <laughs> she always. They always have to write this obligatory. They're always from like a crappy town somewhere in the third world. Right. And they're eighteen, and they're relatively good-looking women. They're bikini models in their own countries. So they're not bad. They have nice bodies, whatever. They have de- definitely have deep set eyebrows. Usually, <laughs> they're little. It'd be really funny if if the three dudes she fucked before like collaborated all their money and bid on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think there is that money much money in Romania. I always feel like this is just designed for Japanese businessmen who a have a have money, a lot of money to throw around. B like the idea of a of a virgin from some country, mm-hmm. and C just regularly get uh, hotel rooms in Frankfurt for sex for sex with minors. So they're they're on the ball anyhow for it's this. It's a specific demo. I mean, but even these Japanese businessmen who may or may not exist, you could, you could get a lot of uh, high-priced hookers with that million dollars. It's definitely right? a unique... I, I, believe, I believe that she gets offers. It's definitely a unique fetish, right? It's definitely a unique fetish for some rich guys to have. But they always have to come with... The girls always have to come with a story about how, like, they're very sexually innocent even though they're by the way they have to be 18 to make it legal but they grew up in fucking bucharest and they're like good-looking young girls why do they have to be 18 isn't the age of consent in those countries like fucking yeah but 11? to do it but they're never doing it in those countries they have to go to england or somewhere else to do it and for the oh inter- i thought the the guy had to come to them no they the, this girl particularly is being sold out she's being pimped by a german escort company oh. so it's for one night in a hotel room in frankfurt and they get one night for the whatever the, the final bid is and the girls always have to come up with this fake shit about how they're not prostitutes. <laughs> like how she's very innocent. She says she's never touched herself much anymore. She's really looking forward to learning how the sex how sex works. It's just getting <laughs> so, really creepier and creepier by the minute. And then they have to bring in the obligatory story about how the dad is really upset. <laughs> the dad is like extremely upset. By the way, the dad's always a police officer in the local town. <laughs> it can be Peru. It can be anywhere. But the dad's always a police officer. He's always really upset about the whole thing. He's always always insisting he's going to disown her. I assume this is all just stuff that gives these guys who might bid on it an erection. Well, so why God, would this... the dad not be upset? Is the subtext like she's well, getting it... back at her dad who rapes her? Like, is yeah. that part of the appeal of this? Why would the dad not be bad? Because I assume it's the dad's idea. That has to be like... This is fucking Romania, Who's dude. This shit. <laughs> this is this is Romania, dude. For a million million <laughs> euros, I mean, that's got to be like that's a billionaire's fortune. I like, don't even want to go to Van Nuys. I don't know how shit works in Romania. <laughs> they talked about they talked about the dad. Like she said, she's doing it to help the family out money wise because they're really in, tr- in danger of losing their apartment. Oh, so part of it's like like the the guy that fucks her is is being like benevolent, but yeah, he's, he's yes. also like such a dick that he he gets off on like hurting the family at the why don't you just give the money to the family <laughs> i don't well so but they did an investigation they found that they found the dad and the mom actually both have jobs and they're doing okay and by okay i mean they both pull they pull in collectively four hundred dollars a month which is by the way puts them in upper middle class in Romania. Pretty good man yeah. sack of rice is yes. a couple bucks at the yeah most. well you gotta spend most of the money on unfiltered cigarettes as far as i can tell <laughs> so here's the thing uh, so there's a lot of sh- this woman uh, as Miles was known as email. This woman went on the Today Show, the Today Show in England, the version Today Show version in England, and they legitimized what she was doing. She talked about it. She mentioned how she's hoping it's romantic, and she's winding, she's winding, dined. Wait, <laughs> what? The t- the Today Show is like backing up her plan. Well, Today Show is interviewing like a legitimate businesswoman, like a legitimate virgin who's selling her Virginia online. They t- have to take it. You know, they're British. They take everything seriously. They don't get the joke of this all. Uh, and she discussed, she speaks broken English, I'll say, 
She discussed how she hopes it's a romantic romantic interlude for her. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Why do you, she wants she says she she hopes she's wined and dined. Yeah, that's yes. That's what the guy's paid a million yeah, bucks. Yeah, that's for. not part of the deal. No. Yeah, I just paid a million dollars. You want to go to Morton's? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, We're going right. to fuck immediately. Yes. Yes, yeah, so we're going to do some degrading shit upstairs, and you're lucky if you come out alive. Is it one time? It's one night. One night at the Frankfurt Hotel. It, so one night, but not one fuck. Oh, no. I assume you get the whole night. after the Let's say, let's say the wine. So you could, like, bring in all your friends? Let's say the wine and dining takes, I don't know, six minutes. <laughs> then you've got another Yeah, that's going to be in the hotel lobby, obviously. <laughs> yes, yeah, so. yeah, so that's for the photo, that's for the photo <laughs> ops. Who's the guy who wants to be known as the guy who did this, by the way? But here's the question Miles really wants to know. Uh, is there anything wrong with an actual woman selling her virginity online? I mean, let's assume this is real. It's not. Let's assume she's a real virgin and she's saving up. I do. I do remember a guy like ten years ago uh, who was doing a movie script about this. And I thought at the time he, we had me read a script. It was about a com- it was a comedy about a girl in high school. And a boy loves her, but she wants to sell her virginity for cash when she's eighteen. Mm-hmm. And I thought, no, yeah, it's pretty ingenious. Actually, you can make a lot of money doing that. You know, women have sex for all sorts of reasons, and one of them is to financial stability. Why not sell your virginity for six figures if you can when you turn 18? Is there anything wrong with that in your eyes? Yes, but I also believe that being a prostitute or a porn actress is inherently wrong. Not because uh, of the moral implications. It's just that I know that they hate it. You know, so... Yeah, but don't most people hate their jobs? Exactly, and so now you get into the slippery slope of... uh, What's worse, do you think? Taking double anal or, or having to do a podcast? Well, <laughs> which, which, probably the podcast. Which is more pay? Is more pay. At least it comes out. Sometimes your options come down to this. But look, I mean, if you, if you ask your average person, would you rather do double anal for a night or you got to work uh, at your custodian job for the next 40 years? I think we could all get liquored up and, and agree to it. So I understand that they're enterprising, but... Uh, but is there, is there, is, don't you feel like this idea that women... And women are usually the ones, by the way, who call other women whores. It's very rarely men who call women whores. Because I think men instinctively understand the way by which sex is sold, whether it be implicitly or explicitly. Yeah. Men all understand there's a price for sex, I think, inherently. Mm-hmm. So you know whether it be your wife, your girlfriend, uh, some girl at a party, or just a random whatever, skeezy girl, that there's a price to be paid, right? Yeah. So we understand that prostitution is just the way that life works. Whereas women seem to really judge the shit out of each other based on what ty- specific type of way they sell their sex. Right. So, like... You know, well, you everyone's can, better than someone else. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I do porn, but I only do girl, girl. So I'm, yes. I, and then it, like you probably see, you probably see a trophy wife the same as you see this girl in Romania selling her virginity for for a million dollars, right? There's really yeah. to us, there's really not. We understand that it comes from the same place. And when you go to a a, a job getting a, a, as a cocktail waitress, you hang your tits out of your shirt. I mean, it's just implicit, right? Yeah. So is there? So do you wish to revise your statement about how wrong this is? Is this the same thing? By the way. Maybe she does wine dining me. She said maybe she'll meet her future husband. No, I, know I, that's such a great story to I tell have, the kids. I have the uh, the unheard of in this culture nuance point of view on it, and that I don't I don't have a problem with her doing it, but I think that we need to look at why she's actually like why this is a thing. Is can I can I tell you a culture that's a little less nuanced? The Romanian the Romanian culture. Well, <laughs> what is the Romanian culture? The Romanian. Romanians are shit. We gotta wait for Anthony Bourdain to explain this. Romania, if you just just imagine like uh, the very most depressed parts of like the Rust Belt where Trump did very well. Yeah, 
That's Romania. That's all of Romania. Don't all they of have Romania. like an insanely high suicide rate there? Uh, yeah, but I don't know if they even call it suicide. They just call it stepping out for a minute. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> just imagine like a broken industrial town like in Pennsylvania, West Pennsylvania that, that went all in for Trump. Yeah. Where there's no jobs. So like there's one or two factories left. It's all shitty stuff. And like it was just sort of on some type of dole or just selling like shit out of the back of their cars to get money for cigarettes. And yeah, that's the entire. And that's the nice. And that's the nice parts of Romania. At least in those garbage ass towns, they have like a Taco Bell. Yes, as opposed to just like gr- like potato gruel. <laughs> no, yes, you get rad- radishes and unfiltered cigarettes at <laughs> every at every bodega. I mean, it's just a, it's a it's a shitty place to be. This girl is reasonably attractive. Look, she's gonna get out. She's gonna get out one way or another, right? She's either gonna find a rich husband. She's gonna be a bikini, quote unquote bikini model. She's gonna like. Find some guy to hang her, you know, hang her travel bags onto. So this to me just seems like the very, very obvious version of all of that, which is, which we sort of, you know, look the other way at in society. She's just fucking saying fuck, fuck. Well, I don't think she's actually a virgin, but she's saying fuck it. I will fuck some rich dude. In it a seems hotel less from- demeaning than fucking a seventy-year-old bald fat guy who's a huge tool. Yes, although she's probably gonna end up doing that as well. But I, I, I like, I respect the obviousness of when people are in like. Whoring type businesses. I actually respect the people who are very obvious about it. Yeah, don't try to don't try to butter up like what they're butter up what they're doing. But you also don't of, think it was her idea. So. Oh no, I think it was a dad, the dad, <laughs> I think it was a dad's idea. She's working with a German escort company. Okay, it's not like she picked an, an upstanding like Sotheby's. <laughs> She's working with Sotheby's. This, this oh, was not a know. Kickstarter campaign, yeah. is what you're saying? I mean, this is a uh, the pimp. She picked the German <laughs> pimp. It's not like yeah, it's not like Sotheby's auction. Whether like genteel, very genteel and Beatles memorabilia. I I know human trafficking is a problem, but the idea of a German pimp is really funny to me for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> right? Just you can imagine like how annoying that guy would be. Oh yeah, like all the He's affect, so regimented, all the lovable affectations of like the black American pimp are gone. Right, and it's just like a Nazi, like a white short Nazi. Like, He's not wearing the pimp, pimp clothing. No, He's just wearing like a practical polo shirt. <laughs> yes, and pimping. Yes, and he has and it has a very neat hair. <laughs> Haircut, very close crew cut haircut. Yeah. No good, German pimp. By the way, I want to mention as an aside for sex trafficking, since you bring it up, and I know it's an issue that's near and dear to your heart. There's no way in hell that woman in Northern California, the blonde woman who was kidnapped. Yeah. There's no way in hell she was kidnapped for sex trafficking. I wish they would stop. I wish people no. would stop saying that's the most obvious conclusion. Well, I didn't even know that's what people are saying. I just oh, assumed like, she like, was insane and she ran away. Well, it looks like she got beat up really fucking bad. So Uh-oh. someone beat the crap, beat the tar out of her. That sucks. So, but they keep writing, they're like, why? Why would this happen? And then every single person they have on TV or in the interviewing goes, sex trafficking. I'm like, no. Yeah. Just, <laughs> no, rich chicks from fucking NorCal don't get into no, sex No, there aren't women being grabbed off the streets for like to be shipped off to Greece for sex trafficking. In like, fact, I think, I think sex trafficking, I'm sure it's a huge problem. A lot of it seems a lot more consensual than the sex trafficking proponents would let on. Like, I, I don't get how you can continually fuck someone against your will. I understand that you know someone's well, threatening they're twelve kill or your fourteen family. or something. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's it's definitely it's definitely disenfranchised runaway girls that kind of thing, where they have literally nowhere else to go. So there is a lot of that. You know, the brutality that takes place. They don't have a lot of options. No, it sucks. But is that trafficking? Uh, well, I mean, light, tra- light, tra- light trafficking. <laughs> By the way, if you read into it, it really gets so disturbing about how they grab kids from other countries to not only have sex, but to fight in wars and stuff like that. 
It really is. A- well, no one cares about the the wars, do they? No, not no. really. We're not. That's not a, a topic of concern <laughs> no. for anyone. Anyhow, hot, hot blonde girls aren't being grabbed off the streets. Women, uh, mothers for for sex trafficking. I just want to mention that since you brought up that. Heart. Would and you it- rather be forced into a war or forced into sex trafficking? Uh, I feel like a war gives you more opportunities to do something reasonably fun. I'd rather do war shit. Yeah, I think so too. Away. You get to. You probably get to run away pretty easily. Yeah. And also, you know, you get to, like, you get a gun. I feel like you can run away from the sex trafficking as well. I mean, the thing about a pimp is I get that they're, like, watching over you and making threats. But it's not like they're your personal assistant. They're not, like, hovering over you at all times. No, but if you read, like, what actually happens in sex trafficking, they're usually brought in by other kids. The kids are brought in by other kids. It's more of that sort of Oliver Twist weird thing where, like, the kids are, like, lost kids and they're kind of brought in by other kids. Well, then let's start blaming the kids. Uh, we should definitely, we should definitely play the kids. Well, that was the whole point that they don't kid, they don't actually sex traffickers don't kidnap like high, they don't kidnap people off the streets because it's so high profile. They actually weasel into these kids' lives yeah. and they actually just agree, volunteer to be part of the this. fact. Whoever wrote that that blonde woman was going to be sold into sex trafficking should be fired. Everybody, every expert that is so idiotic. Every expert. And by the way, the, the sheriff doesn't really. The, the local authorities don't seem to be too intent on like fighting the sex traffickers. There's no, like, APBs out or widespread manhunt for the sex traffickers because I think they know that's not true. Right. So they're probably looking for the meth, the meth people they owe money to, more likely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I'm laughing at That's so hot. She, got, no, she I, really I, got beat. I don't know she either. really got beat. She was branded, by the way. Branded. I Have you heard of some people being branded before? Uh, against their will? Voluntarily, yeah. Some, some guys have those weird tattoos. No, but that, I'm talking about branded against your will. Well, that's, it's, some, that's some Tarantino shit. It's a weird thing to do. I, I don't even know how you would... I mean, first of all, you have to get the brand. Like, you have to order it personalized, I'm assuming. Well, it could have just been a hot. Or you can smelt it kitchen yourself. Item. It could have been a hot kitchen item. I don't think it was like, it wasn't like you know, a name and signature. Oh, oh, okay. This is not a professional quality. Uh, I was just probably just take a fucking, like, poker from the fireplace and stick it against somebody. I was thinking that burn there, them. there may be, and no disrespect to this poor woman, it sounds like a terrible situation, but I was thinking that this might be retaliation to some family shit because it seems like their family is uber fucking wealthy. Uh, no, they're not that wealthy. When they're, wealth, they're Shasta County wealthy, which means they have, a oh. house, they have a house that's not a foreclosure. Jesus. But they have, you know, they're not, they're not so that, poor. They're, yeah, they're not poor, but, you know, it's Shasta County. So if you have a house that doesn't have a lien against it, you're doing well. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, they just, that is like the meth capital of the country. So there is, there is. So it's basically a random attack. Is well, they let her go, which is the most the most odd part about it was not that she was taken; it was that she was all this shit happened to her, and they just let her go, which never ever ever happens. It's like stealing a car, I guess. Yeah, but like they didn't. There was no up. There's no. There's no motive or upside to the people who took her for anything, other than they got to beat her up for a few weeks. I feel bad. And by the way, it was women who took her. I feel so terrible. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah, it was two women. Who, well, again, her story is two Hispanic women kidnapped her. Well, see, uh, man, I kept reading, and, and this sucks. It, it, what I, I, I guess what happened is she was just kidnapped and, and beaten, but I was just looking like, at like red never, flags. Like never happens. The whole time, like, uh, uh, she's lying, you know, she's fucking some other guy. Uh, shit, sometimes people just get fucked up for no reason. No, but that's not true, actually. <laughs> that doesn't happen. There aren't many joggers who get, like, kidnapped by two Hispanic women and get branded and beat up for three weeks and then dropped off, then dropped off on the freeway. It just doesn't really happen that often. Like, never. It's never happened before, ever. So, <laughs> it's just, it's one of those, it's, you have to look for the most obvious answer. I mean, if she was sexually assaulted, or if she was killed and found somewhere else, or whatever, but to be beaten up by, have two women beat you up for three weeks and drop you back off? I was assuming. There's some, there's some, there's some larger story. I, there. I was assuming she was sexually assaulted. The no, not time. sexually assaulted. Just beat, beat, hooded, beat up, and 
and had her hair cut and like uh, punched and punched about. Well, for a few that's weeks. never happened before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then, you're right. And shackled and then released. So that's odd. All right. <laughs> what a weird let's hobby. Fi- let's find a less let's find a less happy story to move on <laughs> to. Now, let me ask you about uh, fat kids. Uh, I know someday your dream is to have a brood of fat children all around you. Little little Oliver and, and Chad all just like bloated and just like hanging, hanging around you, asking for more jerky. Uh, this kid this kid is, I think it was in Chicago. I'm just picking Chicago because that's where it seems No, like. it was North Carolina. North Carolina. It was, I was picking one of the fat states. It's uh, a fat state. There are certain states when you say, what do the kids like in the state? You just picture a fat kid with big cheeks. Yeah. Um, so Santa, Santa Claus... At the uh, at the local Santa, the local Santa had this fat kid sitting on his lap, basically, and told the told the fat kid he looked to be what what eight or nine he's years old. He's nine, which oh, finish the story. And he basically told and the jolly old Santa, who we know by the way, mall Santas are basically either alcoholics, pedophiles, or alcoholic pedophiles. Yeah, like the, the fact that you put your kid on a Santa on a random Santa seems to me like you might as well sell them to sex slaves. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just like such a bad idea. You might as well take them to men's public toilet, not put paper down, just rub their ass all and see. It's, it's really the equivalent of that as a parent, but they do it anyhow because it's fucking Santa and there's some aspirational thing. Of how well, their parents did it to them and they hated it, so yeah. why not, you know. We're going to find at some point this is how STDs are spread really <laughs> randomly through the, through the country. But Santa basically told the kid, like, you're basically said, lay off, the, lay off the burgers, lay off the burgers and fries, kids. You're kind of fat, right? Yeah. And then, of course, the fallout from the, it wasn't the kid going, okay, okay, Santa. <laughs> I'll do that. And a great story about it got inspired and lost weight and became a great athlete. No, he went to his parents, told them they got all upset, tried to get Santa fired. There was a whole body shaming incident ensued. Uh, here's my question. As you wrote, it is definitely rude. For, that's not Santa's job to tell kids they're fat. Okay. Well, he's drunk. What do you? I mean, he's just. Yeah, but, yeah, I agree with that. But you got you got hired for a job. Your job is to let fat kids sit on your. You know, don't take the job if you don't want it. Oh. Don't take a job. I hate people take jobs and get pissy about it. Right, right. You no, know, it's not the kid. It's not the fat kid's fault. But having 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 said that, isn't body shaming overall, whether it comes to Santa or anybody else, isn't that a good thing? Isn't body shaming a good thing? Isn't Santa right? The kid should actually lay off cheeseburgers and fries. If it Normally, takes humiliation to get this kid out of diabetes, isn't that a good thing? <laughs> Normally, I'd say yes. And I couldn't tell how genuine the kid's outrage was because I think it was his mom that was actually like making up half of it. Like she was like, and he came home and said, "I have never been more offended in my yes. life." And then he tore up Santa's photo. It's like, yeah. well, it's, I don't, I don't think your kid's like a faggy forty-year-old. Yeah. They got a blowtorch and lit a huge bonfire <laughs> to burn Santa's thing. And that part, I mean, all those stories of like kids being uh, upset about shit relayed by the parents is always the parents' words. Always oh, the parents' most words. Most certainly, you could you could tell in this case. Um, also, by the way, you would know this. Uh, isn't nine a little old to be sitting on Santa's lap? Well, I, I would think so. I, I my question was, a, I guess, the same question. Yeah, what age do you stop believing in? Is it like eighty pounds? Eighty pounds a bit heavier <laughs> sitting on Santa's lap. So when you're nine, what what are you in the second grade? Or? No, nine's like well, for these days, like third gra- third grade used to be fourth grade. The kids get held back. The boys just get oh. held back. Well, that's, yeah. like, that's like third to fourth grade, basically. So you shouldn't believe in Santa anyway. No, no, no one. I don't think. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think kids at nine believe in Santa. I think by four or five, kids are learning Santa's not if real. If you're honest, I think first grade is the cutoff of believing in Santa or not. Right? Yeah, but also being a boy who wants to sit on another guy's lap. Well, it and makes for, me th- ask for pre- and ask for presents. I mean, maybe the guy, you know, he's uh, he's probably an old guy. Obviously, he's playing Santa. Like maybe he was like, "Fuck." That kid, have you seen him? That kid might weigh two hundred pounds. He's a big. He's a like big. He's like, dude, kid. you just fucking 
destroyed my knees. Now I'm going to say something passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like get off my legs, fat ass. <laughs> right. But it was someone something like that, like, but in uh, nice terms. There was obviously a groan involved. Yes. Like, hey, yeah. Ah, Jesus. Like, hey, you may want to probably like, said it in passing and the mom overheard it. But yeah, like is it but isn't isn't doesn't someone need to tell these kids we obviously have an epidemic of obesity. And uh, being nice to these kids isn't working. And uh, Michelle Obama's like you know, veg- you know, veg- school pro- lunch program isn't working. Uh, giving the kids you know, st- friend- you know, carrot sticks in front of them instead of tater tots isn't working. Right. So you know what used to work a lot was shame and, hum- and humiliation. It's really unfortunate, but that sort of is like why people do a lots of things they wouldn't normally do, for yeah. better or f- for better or for worse. Yeah, I, w- I would say once all is said and done. So, like, the Santa probably shouldn't have said it to the kid. But since he said it, I think the appropriate response as a mother wouldn't be, let's try and get this Santa fired from his job. It would be like, hey, you know, Santa actually kind of, he's kind of got a point. You know, sometimes you got to listen to Santa a little bit. (laughs) Listen, son, we're going on the Santa diet. (laughs) Like, you want those presents, don't you? Nine-year-olds don't believe in Santa. The ironic part about it is that Santa himself is morbidly obese. The the character of Santa. Yes. And it, it is odd that we we revere a fat we revere a fat man like that. I mean, old days I understand because again we talked about this before. In the old days, being fat meant you were like successful. It was right. like you actually were like you know an outstanding individual because you could afford to eat lots of food. But not in the last fifty years or so. It's like a fat libertarian that lives at the North Pole. Like yes. I feel like like he's he's probably like has like a Nazi past to him or something. Like why are you living at the North Pole? He's definitely not eating healthy. He's living he's living away from other people. Uh, he's definitely not fucking the old lady. She's got, that's got to get tired. Well, uh, why would you fuck? And he surrounds himself with midgets. Yeah, he's a fucking creep. By <laughs> yes. the way, and he sneaks into your house while you're sleeping. Yes. There's a lot of weird shit about Santa, but isn't Santa right about this fat kid? He's got to lay off the cheeseburgers and french fries, or this kid is going to die. This kid is going to have a miserable... The kid is fat as fuck, and like, I'm not saying if the, you know, the kid's chubby, like that would be way out of line, but this kid looks pretty fucking unhealthy. If the kid was a chubby guy who played Pop Warner football, you might right. be all right. He gets outside, he plays around, this he's a little heavy. This diabetic Yeah, this kid is at the mall at nine, sitting outside his lap, and he's fat as fuck. With his stupid-ass mom asking for shit that only facilitates sitting on the couch. Hey, yes. what do you want for Christmas? An yes. iPod. Yes. Hey, how about a fucking football? <laughs> an iPod, an iPod covered in nacho cheese sauce would be the best. <laughs> yeah, they don't. You know, kids don't get footballs or frisbees or shit anymore. No, they get in, they got all indoor stuff. So the kids obviously coddled. I have this feeling like someday this kid's going to be like, you know, he's going to hate himself, but he's going to get himself in shape. He's going to be all healthy. And all this, he's going to be like one of those born again fitness nuts. And when he thinks about it, his mom's going to be like, oh, I got him on all these healthy diets. I really, and he's going to be like, no, it's fucking Santa. Yeah. When I was nine, he millioned the shit out of me. And I think about that every time I'm at the gym for six hours. He's going to become one of those guys that puts the Christmas lights up way too early. Yes. Like Santa's like yes. his, his new guy. And he'd be like Tony Little on the Gazelle. It's like a born-again Christian, but with, with Santa. But isn't there one guy, can you think of one guy in your past who just humiliated you, but it inspired you as well? I mean, isn't that... Humiliation was how at least guys were raised for many. That generations. is true. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it totally just motivates you to whatever kick his ass or do better. But yeah, you use that as fuel. I always repeat the story. I never. I, this would never happen in real in real days anymore. In the modern days, when I was I don't know how old I was a kid, probably old, a little older than this kid. Uh, my uh, baseball coach, Lily coach, came to me and said, um, "You suck." <laughs> really, honestly, he said that. He goes, I'm saying that not to hurt your feelings, but because you can find something else to play, another sport to play. I thought, wow, God, that's fucking harsh. Right. But I also thought, like, you know, looking back on it, that was some really good, sharp advice. 
Which is like, look, yeah, you can play for a few more years, and you're still going to suck, and you're never going to, you know, you're not going to get anything out of this because you're just not that good. Well, and maybe, you, maybe people will tell you you're okay, just make your feelings well, but I'm going to coach. I'm telling you, you suck. Go find something more, pro- more productive use of your time. Yeah, I don't know, because I feel like that guy's the bad guy in every 90s movie. Like, you know, Rudy, Rudy never would have um, walked on and did six years to play one snap out of charity if no one told him to. You mean Rocks, a magical Negro, had helped him out? Well, but if you remember in the movie, Ned Beatty just told him always, constantly, you can never do this. You'll never get this done. Your dreams are a waste of time. You should work in the steel mill and the smelting. Uh, you know, you, football, you're never going to play football. You're too small. You're too, sh- too short, whatever else. And by the way, he was stupid. And you're stupid. That's the shitty part of it. And you're stupid. And we, come from, <laughs> we don't come from a, a big background, stuff like that. And basically, that was right. But yeah. it did inspire Rudy to meet John Favreau, who helped him out with his studies. And then ultimately, graduated, got a college degree from Notre Dame. So, you know, there's something to that. I think what we've lost in society is... Men, especially men, women have their own shit, whatever. But men, grown men, telling boys, you got to change shit, dude. You suck. You just, you're just not good at this. You could be much better. You're a loser in a nicer term. And it doesn't have to be evil 90s character. It can be like, in, you know, my case, a coach who actually did, wasn't saying to be mean, but he just didn't want to have kids around who were, you know, sucked, like wasting time. No, no, no. That guy sounds like an asshole. I mean, yeah, he you, was probably you can asshole. learn a lot from sports. Like, If I was black, I'd call him racist. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I think growing up, a lot of people told me, like, uh, hey, you know, maybe, uh, you know, stick to the lumber mill. Yes. I, I don't know if you should be doing this book learning. And if I listen to them, I'd be that, worse that, off than I Did that right inspire now. you to spend up to 11 hours in college studying? Uh, no, a cumulative. It, it just cumulative made me think hours. they were assholes. Like, I don't think anyone's really listening anyway. So you think it's only in the movies where people, like, get beat down and they become inspired and do amazing things? <laughs> I think it's only, like, Tom Cruise and Top Gun. Like, you think it's only, like, that's a movie moment? Or not, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Richard Gere, in, uh, Officer and Gentleman, where his dad just telling him what a loser he is. So he goes and becomes an officer. Yeah. Is that a, mo- is that a pure movie moment? I'm always quoting 80 movies for you. Is that a pure movie moment? Well, I think it's based on real life. Like, I think there are a lot of bitter assholes out there. I mean, it, it, it's weird because, yeah, like, I thought I was going to play in the NBA until I was, like, 19. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you say NBA or WNBA? Uh, I could have played the WNBA. Yes. You're like Serena Williams. You'd still be, like, the 1500th ranked person in the WNBA. <laughs> Uh, no, but I mean, don't you? What about all these nerds who go on to like being tech giants because they were nerds in high school where they couldn't get laid and people made fun of them, and put them in the trash can, and they all got that Bill Gates mentality of "I'll show you, I'll show you," Peter Thiel mentality of like "I'll show you, I'll become a billionaire and r- run the world." No, you're right. I mean, it's just a fine balance. Like, I don't know. I don't want to go around to playgrounds like yelling at kids so I can be a hero because I inspired them to. You know, like, <laughs> what about you know, in the Santa? Co- what Santa's the perfect you'll guy? You'll never be a doctor. A woman can be a doctor too. Santa's a perfect guy, though, isn't he? Because you know, a only impressionable age kids. They might, this kid might be too old, but only impressionable kids are seeing him. He sits all there all day long with kids coming to ask him for shit, and he's actually giving back a little bit by saying, "Like, stop asking for shit. Here's what you need to do." Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think a lot would depend on the tone. Yes. Uh, obviously. But, yeah, I mean. This, I, whole, I, this whole, this whole like. Look, he's a, he's a mall Santa in North Carolina, right? 
in yes. a small town in North Carolina. So he's probably got. He's a, not even a top level saltball. <laughs> he's not working the big gigs. He's got a side gig. You know, he probably the beard is real. He yes. probably works at a machinery shop. Yes, and he's a grizzled ass dude. Yes, so he's just saying this shit anyway. It's just that he has a stupid red suit on it, as opposed to a wildly successful guy who'll take twelve bucks an hour to have random kids <laughs> piss on his legs. <laughs> it is it is horrible. But there's there's got to be this line between like which you mean say like. Don't hate yourself because you're fat, which is great, and saying except just you're fine the way you are. Right. right? There's got to be some middle ground. You love nuance. There's got to be some nuance in there where you say like, it's okay not to hate yourself because you're fat, but we got to change that as well. Exactly. Which I think, if the tone was right, yes, this is what that Santa was getting at. What if Santas across mall Santas across America were trained to tell fat kids like how to eat bad, <laughs> eat better, and that Santa's not bringing you gifts next year if you, if you don't drop twenty. Well, public health would improve, and you could apply that to anything too. Like if the if the mom, I mean, we have iPads now. If the mom just sends in, hey, tell him to get his grades up, then the Santa can go, you know, yes, uh, uh, yeah, we'll definitely get you that uh, figurine of whatever. But also, you know, you need to get an A in algebra or, or fucking, you know what I'm saying? The whole the whole Santa and mall thing seems very antiquated to me. I don't quite understand how that's like one tradition we've we've held we've held on to, having your little kid sit on a stranger's laps and ask for shit. Just seems like if I had a kid, I'm not sure I would want him to. No, yeah, you would tell her to do that. You would tell him Santa doesn't exist by age three, <laughs> <laughs> and then against some like Marxist Marxist literature <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah. Here's your here's your pamphlet, son. Congratulations! It's You're like how could he go through the fireplace? Have you seen the chimney? I mean, here, let me. I got a drone. I'm gonna fly it over. All right, all right, Santa, Mall Santa. I, you're okay by us. Thumbs up for me. You gotta stop, fat kids. You know what? This kid's this kid's dying when this kid's injecting himself in his eyeballs at 16 to stay alive. That's when we're gonna realize we needed more Mall Santas with, with some straight with some straight talk. Hi, right, Matt. Let me ask you. I know. Speaking of children, you uh, you are unable to produce children, uh, not for any biological reasons. Entirely emotional. It's called a condom. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know why more people don't use condoms. I really don't know why that's still a thing. Why is why are billboards telling people to use condoms still a thing? Like everyone knows they're supposed to be used. Did you see? Like, do you actually like see the condom on the way to having sex and go? Oh man, I totally forgot the condom. This well, is the, like- the people whose children. That they produced involuntarily, who are noticing condoms on those billboards? Yes, their parents had the same problem. Well, yes, but like in the LA, in LA, the bills are usually for HIV to stop HIV, right? And that you should use. Condoms. They're like, you should just get HIV. It's no big deal. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. Like, is there anyone left? Is there anyone left? I mean, I guess kids, you know, teenagers may experiment with sex. Don't know. Is there anyone adults left in West Hollywood that don't know that? A condom is a good idea for having having sex. If with- there if there are, you're not going to change them. No, no, it's completely pointless. So I like the fact that you're using condoms. I think you're you're, you're that's great, Matt. You're, that's one of the good things you do for society. Also, by the way, you're not producing offspring, which I think is really good as well. It's great. Uh, however, I'll tell you about somebody who did produce some the trailer parks are full. offspring. Exactly. Uh, although I don't know if you read uh, my lovely story about how the Japanese are no longer fucking. I did, and their population is in rapid decline, and because they also not only will they not fuck each other, but they hate they they're so racist they will not fuck other people. 
What do you uh, mean? They're racist. Like against- they will not have like you know uh, they'll not have, bring in like Mexican immigrants or they will not bring in black people. They're not bringing like North African you know <laughs> what do you immigrants. Mean bring in well no like like France and all these countries have have low population growth. Yeah. So they're importing tons of like immigrant population from like. So there's like a fuck czar. That's like- <laughs> not for fucking, but I mean. Just for the labor force, they actually because he's. Oh, I get what you're saying. They're, okay. Like Japan will not, even though they're supposed to shrink by like 40 million people in the next 40 years, they will not bring in like 20 million Muslim North Africans to, to do their jobs in their right, country. They'll right. rather they'd rather starve than do that, right, right. and therefore they're never going to sexually integrate into these other other cultures. By the way, they can't have mixed race babies because that's also seen as horrible. So they won't have sex with people of other races. And Japanese guys, women, I can understand not wanting to have sex. Because I don't know, that's how I picture women. Because you don't want to fuck a Japanese guy. No, I just picture like women like finding better options than sex. Right. I don't ever picture a guy finding better options than sex. Where I don't, I don't actually in my mind picture a guy going like, yeah, I could fuck that chick, but I think I'd go rather play play video games. <laughs> like in my mind, in reality, that doesn't ever happen. Even if guys really love video games. Well, this is gonna sound pretty bad, but yeah, is it all oh, racist? I hope. Once you fucked one Japanese chick. Haven't you kind of fucked them all? Yeah, but I could say the same thing about video games. <laughs> <laughs> I could oh, say the same thing about different first person, settings. You first know. person shooter games, dude. They're all kind of the same. Let's just admit that. Yeah, you can put on an expert mode. Well, so Japanese guys are not are not. They're just there's a whole category now. This is really horrible. As bad as millennials aren't here, there's a whole category of people, guys in Japan who live at home. They're millennials. They live at home, and all they do is read comic books and play video games all day. And their parents actually slide food under their door at their house. Because they're actually literally, they want to exist as shut-ins. They have a bathroom inside the they room? they got a bathroom. Or they have access to a bathroom. But their parents actually just shove in food out of the door because they actually want to be, they literally want to be shut-ins, but they don't want to pay their own rent. Mm-hmm. So they don't go out. They, they never go out. They, I, I guess, makes, if they make any money, they make it on the internet. And they basically just do uh, simulated virtual reality games and read comic books all day long. So they're watching a and by the ton way, a, of porn. Yes. And by the way, there's over a million of these people. Yeah, no, it's I've not heard, a small. It's not a small category. I've heard about it before. I think it's definitely a real thing. This, it even has a cool Japanese name. Uh, I can't pronounce it, <laughs> but they're they're not having sex, and so uh, women aren't having sex because the guys don't want to have sex with them, and nobody wants to get married anymore. Because and the, but they're also scared to have babies out of wedlock. So basically, like literally, like I think it's the seventy percent of guys in this eighteen to thirty range do not have female sexual partners, which is oh. really fucking scary. <laughs> really fucking scary. <laughs> I mean, it's seventy percent of guys are not getting laid. Inevitable decline. I mean, if if America was an island the size of fucking Studio City, yes, shit might collapse on itself too, right? I don't know. This is this scares me. But this gets to my point. Uh, rich older older celebrities are still having babies by the fuck by the fuck load. and they're doing so not by actually getting pregnant because the women don't want to get pregnant, so they're freezing embryos. We talked about this on several podcasts before the fu- the future of reproduction which is no longer a fucking yeah. but it is like bringing together sperm and egg and, and freezing shit and then someone dies or gets divorced and they fight over the unborn the embryos uh, so Sofia Vergara who I still find extremely attractive she's really hot she's really hot she's like 41 or 42 now she just got married to the guy from uh, one of those gay vampire shows on the CW uh, all oh. the power to her but before that she was dating Nick Nick Loeb uh, who sounds his like, parents own Lehman Brothers. Yes, and he's from the Bronfman family and all this stuff like that. So even though he never appears to have ever had a job, he's got like $30 million in the bank somehow. So he's not a, not a, not a broke guy trying to get over on Sofia Vergara. He doesn't have $30 million in the bank. He has fucking a billion well, in the bank. Well, I mean, to his, to, his spending, to his spending name. 
He probably oh, just yeah, walking around money. Gotcha. Well, like in, under his own name, I'm sure the family trust fund is enormous. Right. But he, look, he's not he's not trying to scam girls to get cash, right? Because Sofia Vergara, by the way, made forty eight million dollars last year. What? Yeah, she made forty eight million dollars last year. She gets twenty million from her show, and she made twenty another twenty eight million in endorsement commercial deals. She's the highest paid actress in all of Hollywood. Okay, fantastic. So, so I can see how guys would be getting with her for more than her looks, but this guy isn't. So they were a couple for like three years, and they decided that they were going to have a baby, so they made four frozen embryos, which I, I don't know. At this point, I'm, I'm at the point when like... What kind of way is that? Why didn't he just come in her vagina? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming they had sex. I mean, they must have had sex. And so they had sex. She seems pretty. But she's on, you know, there's birth control because she doesn't want to get pregnant, right? I, look, if you're making twenty million on your show, I get, get not want to be pregnant. And also, you're forty, so I can understand. And, and you make all your money from your looks. I can understand a woman not wanting to carry a child. Yeah. So they froze the embryos. They had two put into a surrogate. It didn't work out. I don't know what that means, but I assume it's messy. Uh, then they got. Then they split up. So he still got. There's still two frozen embryos, which could be born into from another woman of their children into a real live person and uh, he's tried for like the last three years to sue to get the rights to, to have the embryos be yeah he's like term. obsessed with this it's a weird fucking obsession and obviously they had a joint agreement that said both had to agree to have the babies being born mm-hmm. because that only makes sense and that's been held up in every court over and over again so what this weird dude is who wants to have babies for some reason he did it was this is inge- so fucking arcane and ingenious it seems like it might actually work he went and set up a trust fund. He picked the most pro-life state there is, which is Louisiana, <laughs> where, like, literally, like, they do arrest people for abortions, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he set up a trust fund for the embryos, and the names, of the, he called them Isabella and something Well, you else. shouldn't be. <laughs> so, well, you can set up a trust fund for your cat, right? You can set up a trust fund for anything, I believe. Fire hydrant. But in Louisiana, you can set up a trust fund for your unborn children. And, I mean, literally, which actually kind of makes sense that you would start a trust fund before the kid's even born. I mean, you know, 99% chance well, to be tra- born. If, yeah, traditionally, if you're going to die and the woman giving birth. Yeah, and also is. people send you money or whatever before the kid's born. So why not set up a trust fund? Okay. Um, but he set up for the embryos in Louisiana, and he's suing her, Sophia Vergara, for the right to have the children born on behalf of the embryos, saying they now have a trust fund in their name. And they have the right to be born and inherit their and inherit their money. And she's legally, commercially keeping these kids from getting the, the money, the trust fund money that's due to them. What a fucking asshole! <laughs> yes, I know. By the way, it's a totally ingenious plan, and it seems like something in Louisiana that people go like that makes sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's calling them Emma and Isabella. Obviously, they resemble <laughs> the embryos resemble. What, so what, what, what do the names matter? Why do you just call them A and B? Because you can see people in Louisiana. Because people are like, oh, yeah. Imagine the trial in Louisiana when he's wearing, he's like, Emma, Isabella's my favorite. I love Isabella. I picture <laughs> Emma wearing uh, bright colors <laughs> yes. and knitting. Isabella's really the creative one. Well, Emma likes to boss her, <laughs> boss her around in the, in the, free, in the freezer. Uh, none of this makes sense, but you can imagine abortion law and stuff in Louisiana makes sense. And this seems like the kind of thing so crazy might work. But here's my question. Not legal maneuvering of this thing, which, by the way, I feel really bad for Vergara because imagine this shit's still going on after you broke up with a dude. But why? It's not just that he has, like, your favorite shirt or he has, like, he's still in your apartment. He's got your fucking frozen embryos. I feel bad for her, too, but she, like, they did hypothetic and probably did fuck. Yeah. So why isn't she just like, well, you know what? Like, sometimes shit takes a while. Like, just let... Nature, yeah, but you know, when you broke it up course. with a dude, and maybe it was for even a horrible reason, <laughs> can you imagine him then, like, nine months later producing your children, like, without your being a part of it? Like, really? I mean, you well, agree. But if, if you, 
wrote in like I don't have to pay any spousal uh, or still child producing, support. Especially for guys, make, especially for produ- someone producing your children that's half you without your permission. I, dude, it's I, fucking creepy. I bet you shit. half the guys I know have kids they don't even know of. No, the guys don't give a shit. <laughs> but I'm saying, women, a guy actually producing a woman's child without her consent. And bringing kids in the world that are half hers, because mother, mother's instinct is weird. It's it's the principle too. It's just it's fucked up. But here's the question: Why the hell is a guy? Why what are what is with this very small percentage of guys who are just obsessed with creating children? I don't understand. You see it with some of the NFL players who'd like Isn't bear, that bear like back half these girls? of all guys that are having no, children. No, 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 no. I, I, I here's what I wrote. And this is kind of cruel. I believe half the guys when they're changing their babies with diapers are just wishing they'd push harder for the abortion. <laughs> That's just what I really believe. <laughs> I just earnestly believe that guys, like, the guys don't have, yeah, the guys lie about mater- having this paternal instinct, the maternal instinct. Yeah. Guys don't have it. That's why when, for the first 10,000 years of human history, women ran away with the baby, <laughs> ran away with the babies. <laughs> and every other animal species does that. They hide from the men because the men just kill the babies. Because <laughs> the men are programmed to fuck right. and reproduce. They're not programmed to raise, have feelings for the babies and raise the babies. So yeah, guys in a modern day in modern day culture have risen above that instinctual feeling, and they care for their children. But it's not the same as women. So the number of guys who actually want to have babies is very like really have a strong feeling in their gut that they want to have children. They're just talked into it. Well, no, I'm saying the guys who naturally feel that way has to be a teeny tiny fraction that feel have that same instinct, like a biological clock, like women do. Like the guys that own cats. Yes. Well, those are just gay guys, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't like, know. Wanting like, to have a, sid- a kid seems kind of gay to me in, in the first place. Well, I, I mean, is, it, is there something? Is there something? Do you know any guys who are like just? Oh, I wish I had. Oh, I, I see a baby and I go nuts. I wish I had kids. Uh, yeah, but I think they're lying. I mean, I, I, I feel like they've been sort of sort of programmed to say this to fu- in order to fuck their wives or to marry their wives or whatever. Yeah. Well, here's my theory. I don't believe guys are this fucked up. Generally. <laughs> So I think he's just doing this to fuck with her. I really honestly think he, she broke his heart, and he's just doing this to just make her miserable. That's, my, that's, the, only, I, that's the only motivation that makes any sense whatsoever. That's the conclusion I drew from it, too. He's just being an asshole. He's just being an asshole. This is the one thing he still has control over her with, and he's just getting back at her because she dumped him. It's exceptionally petty. And, and weird, and weird like, billionaire comic book villain yes. type behavior. Yes. That you should really, like, take a step back and realize, like, you're, you're literally a bad guy. Yes. And literally, and by the way, for the tr- if there, it comes to trial, Vigera's attorneys have already found previous girlfriends of this guy who claims that he urged them to have abortions and paid for them to have abortions. <laughs> so his passion for the unborn child may be put, may be put in jeopardy in terms of his reputation. I mean, I get, like, I don't know what happened, if she cheated on him or whatever, but this just, it seems so out of bounds. It seems, it seems wrong. It seems, anytime, anytime men do things that are traditionally for women that are, that are female-based, I always feel something's wrong. So I think he's just being an asshole. So I think it's time for someone to pay the, power, the guy at the power company a little money and turn off the, turn off the electricity at the freezer, or, at the or, freezer factory. <laughs> Yeah, true. True, I just, true, true. You know, uh, sorry, your emperor's got defrosted. <laughs> but he also might just want it because uh, Vergara is kind of a specimen, right? I mean, she yeah, obviously oh, has really good genes. Yes. So he might just be like like a uh, into eugenics and shit, and like he's trying to like because he's he's insane and from a, a fucking Wall Street family. So he's trying to like create like in a laboratory, like an, a, a West World. Type he's clearly of never going to be able to produce better looking kids. So there is there is that he's got he's got two girls he's got two girls there that might be maybe future models but that's still creepy as a dad I don't understand the whole thing 
That's that's wrong. Uh, Loeb, get back the babies. Get back. Send a send an ice pack. Yeah, dude. Stop Omaha, being some a Omaha fucking... steaks and some other shit. And send the embryos. Anyways, I'm telling you, Matt. This is going to be in the future. This is going to be the biggest issue that we face. Well, let's put it a top ten issue we face is reproduction because it, with all the technologies that's happening, all this weird shit that you know it's hard enough dealing with reproduction was like you getting a girl pregnant by accident. Yeah. Now it's going to be all this frozen embryo shit. Like I got your sperm and. 30 years later, I'm making babies well, with then it. Don't, look, there's a simple solution to this. Don't freeze your sperm. I Sit think, on the couch, you watch Netflix, yes. and you fucking order food. My Yes. My deal, well, like the Japanese boys, the shut-ins. My, <laughs> my advice to guys, if, if someone hands you a metal thermos and a contract... Just walk away. Yes. Just walk away. Yes. Just walk, just walk away. That is a red flag. Your sperm is your, sac- your sacred bodily fluid. Just walk away. Oh, I don't know how I transition from that. Matt, we got an email from Edie. Edie wants to know, Elizabeth Ruiz, she's the girl in Cancun who had sex with Von Miller mm-hmm. and decided to be really romantic to tape it. Uh, she, wants to keep, she wants to keep her sex tape <laughs> with Von Miller. Uh, because a reason you never would have ever guessed, and again, just like the Loeb uh, legal maneuverings, this is actually kind of a genius legal maneuver, which is uh, Von Miller never gave consent for the tape or to be released. So he went to court, and, and the court found that she has to hand over the, ta- the sex tape they made. But her ingenious defense is, well, wait a minute. This is my tape, and I like masturbating. <laughs> I like masturbating to it. I like watching it and, and getting aroused It's not by that it. believable. Uh, well, no, but I think it's a great... To me, it's a great defense because she's kind of a hot woman. I'm from the jury, and this is kind of hot. She's pretty attractive. Hot Latina chick is in there going like... Uh, she could lose a few pounds. Yeah, but she's, she's curvy. Hot. She's a curvaceous woman. Yeah, she's a curvy hot woman. Uh, and this woman's going like, look, I don't want to sell it or distribute it, but I just like fucking fingering myself to this shit late at night. I'd be like, all right, you can keep, you can keep it. <laughs> I mean, that to me is like one of those like... Well, it just like sounds so. It sounds so ridiculous. It has to be honest, kind of things, right? And by the way, this is this hot woman in the courtroom talking about touching herself at night. So I'm just like, yeah, you can keep it, right? I, well, I don't know the ins and outs of the case, but she says that his lawyers just approached her and were like, "Hey, you got to get rid of the tape." And she was like, "What tape? How'd you even know about it?" Uh, so I feel as though, well, he did. He, he claimed that she tried to extort him for two and a half million dollars, right? Yeah, so I don't really picture him as just making that story up to get into the press because you know he's already one of the best players in the NFL. Yeah, he seems like a fairly, for, you know, he seems like a fairly straight guy. I don't think he needs the exposure. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a wacky guy. He seems pretty, pretty normal. I mean, the, also he, by the way, uh, I'm going to pay you two and a half million dollars, or you're going to release a sex tape where I bang a hot, hot, hot chick, <laughs> or I bang a hot chick and slap my dick on her face. Oh. Like, oh man, don't hurt my reputation. Like <laughs> the way she did it was ingenious. It, it's essentially like if you get pulled over by a cop and, and just tell me I have diarrhea, like uh, except kind of the opposite of that because <laughs> yeah, right. uh, it's it's a hot chick who has a, a sexy husky voice that she yes. put on and yes. probably got from watching telenovelas, <laughs> uh, saying that she likes to masturbate. Well, it worked for me. I'm going to say it worked for me. And by the way, if someone asks, if someone demands that you turn over a digital tape. What, is that, what, is, what does that really mean, actually? Like, well, hand over all copies of this thing that can be uh, record, re-recorded a million times in less than one second. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, what, it's not like the it's old... It's not on a VHS with no. a scotch tape fucking label on it. No, is it's it? not the old it's Super 8 film you're handing over, like, at the Checkpoint Charlie from the East Germans, like, in, in 62. I mean, you know... Okay, so prob- here you go. Here, probably... Here's, here's a flash drive. It's, everything's on this flash drive. <laughs> Trust me. Probably what happened... Like microfiche, that was only a thing in uh, 
in Bond movies, like that used to be the way to store data, apparently. Yes. Uh, so clearly what happened is she was trying to extort him. He called bullshit on that, and now this is her excuse. But because you're a guy who's like, oh, I kind of want to fuck her, you're just like, yeah, sure. Are you talking to me? Because that's, that's totally true. Yeah, that's what I'm I saying. I believe that hot women who talk about figuring themselves should get off most every single crime, maybe short of murder. It was brilliant. Or, genis- or genocide. I mean, she's still... Like, she's not going to get any money now, and she's just trying to get out of jail. Well, I think she's also trying to get a little famous, maybe. So, I mean, it's not for these girls, it's not a bad publicity. There's no such thing as bad publicity. So the fact that she's now getting her, her bikini photos out there and things like that, and talking about how Von Miller, who's a pretty you know, big, catch, big catch for a girl, fucked her. And I don't think he's a catch for anyone. He seems like a cool guy. He's really rich, and he's good at football. But, I mean, in terms of being, like, one of these, like, D-list bikini reality show celebrity types, you know, Von Miller's uh, right up there with... Uh, James Harden, right? Right, so right. It, it, puts you, it puts you in... Le- I mean, all these girls, right, are following the Kardashian playbook, which, I mean, there's just tons of these girls now that would follow the Kardashian playbook, which seems to be like, fucking famous black dude. <laughs> you know, get the, sex t- get the sex tape released somehow, or net it lot released, but get controversy over it, and then get a reality show out of it, which, by the way, that's exactly what I would do, because that seems to work. Yeah, and, and you would think, because I don't know much about Von Miller, but he seems like... A together guy, he must have been real fucking wasted. Yeah. Well, too. she has a good, I mean, look, she's, a, she's not a bad looking lady. So he got that. I mean, no, but to, for someone to say, hey, I, first of all, I just met you. Yes. I feel like the sex recording thing is maybe like the yes. third or fourth yes. time you fucked. Yes. It's the first time they fucked. And <laughs> like lights on or off might be a discussion, <laughs> but not going to set the tripod up. Right. To get a shot between your legs of you pounding me from behind. Exactly. <laughs> he must have been really fucking hammered. You're in Cancun. It's open bar. I get it. Although the, the, the continued stupidity of things that NFL players do never ceases to amaze me. Guys who are making $8 million a year that still do stupid-ass like nightclub shit and fret, bu- dumb-ass shit with their buddies never ceases to amaze well, me. Well, don't all guys do stupid shit? That, I mean, what are you supposed to do? No, not all, not all guys who make that much money a year like, shoot their own foot in a nightclub. <laughs> that doesn't always happen. Oh, oh. I just meant like, if you're held accountable. I just so, mean acting like a 12-year-old, basically. I right, mean, some right. guys realize, like, look, I got a really good thing going here. I'm not going to do stupid shit anymore. So, you know. But if you fuck 100 hot whores, yes. probably one of them is going to be insane enough to like tape you. Yeah, oh, probably, just do days, something nefarious. Yeah. These days, probably all 100 are taping you. You can't, I mean, you can't get away with it. It's just... I, I I just, you know, the one thing I feel sorry for fame, I've always said this for rich and famous people, is you can't get away with all that free, cheap sex anymore. There's always some fucking haunting thing out there selling your shit to TMZ, whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. That whole idea that you can get away with all this shit is gone. That so what are you gone. supposed to do then? Uh, well, you can draw, you can go to Japan and, and have your mom <laughs> feed you stacks underneath the door while you, while you have virtual sex. Uh, well, you could get married, I suppose, to a hot model and just have sex with her. So a lot of guys are choosing that now, by the way. That's not a bad I mean, backup. That, that's actually a pretty good option. Not a bad backup. But uh, what if you want to cheat on her? Uh, well, then you, Michael Jordan did have a problem with that. So he was married for 20 years, and he probably had sex with a thousand other women. So that seemed to work. So nobody bought it. But again, that was before the, that was before the TMZ and, and internet days. So imagine now I couldn't get away with it. All right, Elizabeth Ruiz, you're all right by me. Uh, if she could send just like, and uh, I like to watch a tape and finger myself. And if I could show the jury how I like to do that. <laughs> If I could give the court will allow me, I'd like to give you a little demonstration of the effect this tape has on me. I'm voting every time in, in Ruiz's favor. There's no way. You talk about all the, all the uh, benefits of being a hot girl, that getting off court cases, has to, getting out of tickets and criminal complaints has to be one of them, right? 
Yeah, because I feel like the judge could be like, well, I mean, this simulation is not really helpful yes. to the court. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe he might. I don't know. TV court. All right, Matt, let me ask you. Our final segment today, pennies on a bunch. Uh, what has my pennies on a bunch today is rape. I don't know how you feel about rape. I've never really asked you. I believe last time we discussed it, you're on the fence. Uh, you could you could you could have it, lose it, whatever. I'm anti-rape. Are you anti-rape? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're wa- you're like Clinton. You're waffled. When rape was popular, you were behind rape. Now rape seems to be out of vogue. You're you're anti-rape. You go with you go with the wind. So I'll tell you a guy who raped somebody. Roman Polanski raped somebody. Uh, uh, this word rape is used. Rape culture. Rape. Everything is used. Everyone uses rape. Anytime they post a story about a teacher having sex, even like an eight-year-old kid in her class, like on the varsity team, people go, "Oh, you find rape very funny." Rape is everything. Rape, basically, in HuffPo language and New York uh, blogger language, is anything a man does that women don't agree with. Right. Basically, it's now rape. It's now either rape or leading to rape. Rape culture, I like that. Male, the male gaze, cat calling is rape. It's all rape. Everything is rape. You could be engaging in dirty talk and being raped simultaneously. Yes. You could bring up a, uh, you know, a, a sexist uh, author from 19th century in class, and you're considered now, you know, you're raping the rest of the class. It's the most overused term in, in, in sort of like modern social uh, lingo of any other term. It's been raped almost. It, the, ra- the word rape has been raped. And because it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a powerful word because it immediately means you win the argument, right? So it's sort of like calling Trump Hitler. You know, it gets tired of it, and yet it still kind of works, right? People go, oh, man, fucking Hitler. So if you like Trump, you like Hitler. Uh, so rape's been overused. But here's a guy, Roman Polanski, who actually did rape a girl. She was 13. Uh, he got her loaded in Jack Nicholson's hot tub. Mm-hmm. And her mom was complicit, by the way, because the mom dropped her off for photos. As your, as your mom will do when you're 13 and trying to break in the business and there's a couple 45-year-old guys hanging out of the house. The mom must have been fucking ugly because they, they were yes. like, yeah, we're just doing a ton of coke. Uh, uh, hey, girls, actually, you know what? You, yes. you leave. Yeah, here's some money. Go shopping. Go back in three <laughs> hours. Uh, not only did it, was she 13, not only was she, uh, did he give her quaaludes and, 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 and champagne, uh, but then he also fucked her in the ass. He incapacitated her. He raped her. He, he raped her. He it was clearly, her. This was literally rape. And here's the thing. So there was a, he was in the news again this week because the, the Polish, uh, uh, they've been trying to extradite him for like 40 years now, really. Yeah, let's uh, give up on it. He's going to die in Europe. <laughs> yes. And, and living very nicely, by the way. He's got a hot young wife again. He's living in a Swiss chalet. The French loved him. The French loved him because of avant-garde movies. And so they made up excuses about how, like... I he- watched... Uh, I'm sorry, but I, yeah. I did watch On the Waterfront last night, mm-hmm. and it's really fucking good. That's not Polanski. Yeah, it is. On the Waterfront? Marlon Brando? What's the water one? Fuck. <laughs> the, the water one. Chinatown. Was- Yes, Chinatown. I watched Chinatown last night. It is night, a very good movie. And like, it's great. And the, fr- and the French believe, and I guess people believe, like, look, these guys are like, with Bertolucci and the rape thing we talked about, like, uh, Last Tango in Paris, like, they believe, like, these guys are artists and they need to create. Yeah. And so if they have to have sodomize a 13-year-old girl every now and then, that's just part of the art. That's fine if that's what you want to believe. But yes, stop being France. fucking pretentious. Yes, that's France. So France were never getting back. So Poland, even though he doesn't live in Poland, was trying to, like, they have this new thing where, like, they're trying to pretend they're Catholic again. So they're trying to act more Catholic-y in Poland because there's, like, new leadership in Poland. And they're trying to, like, get away from their communist background revert back to the oh, Roman Catholic. so they're, like, more into child rape now? Well, more into, like, pretending they're not in child rape, but also, like, punishing people for child rape. So they're more into pretending they're, more, they're taking more, more moral high ground positions. Uh-huh. So they actually tried, prosecutors in Poland tried to get Polanski extradited back to the U.S., even though they have no power to enforce that. 
And the judges all said, no, you can't. Polanski can't go back. And they always make this excuse because the U.S. criminal justice is inhumane to child rapists, which seems sort of like a weird thing to say. It sounds better in Polish, maybe. It seems like a weird thing to say, that that's your concern. Uh, but really, I think it's just because there's no famous Polish people, and they don't want to lose another one. Right. Like, just aren't that many. There aren't that many great Polish. That's interesting logic. Yeah. I, I never quite got that, because, I mean, the prison system is fucked up, obviously, but it's like, I never got murderers being like, dude, shit's fucked up in here. It's like, I know. didn't you kill a guy? Yes. Like, I, I don't yes. know what your standards are. I mean, what's the point? That, yeah, the child rapist might be fucking sodomized in prison and beaten in prison. Yeah. But that can't be your biggest issue. That can't be your biggest issue. Well, the death penalty, like, I, I think that's their main thing, right? Isn't it capital punishment? Well, he's not up for capital punishment. He's up for 20 years in no, prison. No, no, no. But I, yes. I think that's why they stigmatize the U.S. prison I system. Get, I, I get that. Maybe they're going to say, like, we don't believe in death penalty, so we can't have a murder suspect back. But this is just child rape, which seems like everyone sort of is against it. These are laws against it in France. Would you rather live in a white-collar prison in the U.S. or in Warsaw? A white-collar prison in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, Every me time. too. Yeah, no, I'd be like me. So, and, like, what the fuck are these stupid assholes talking about? Me and Martha Stewart. I don't want to be near Jared. That would suck. Uh, but here's the thing. Nobody seems... Here's my real point. This is what has my panties in a bunch. While the term rape is used uh, 10,000 times a day in, in any major newspaper uh, and magazines, uh, no one seems... No one in, the, in that same group seems upset about Polanski getting away with rape. It just, just doesn't seem to bother them at all. It's not like a, no one's ever got a, on a mission behind this thing. No one's ever like, bring Polanski back to stand trial for rapist, Polanski the rapist. There is definitely this double standard where this guy who's, because he's a, you know, I don't know if it's leftist or because he's in France and he's a filmmaker and he's a, you know, radical in some ways, that he's just like, we forgot that one. We forgot that rape. This seems to me like one of the should be one of the biggest rape cases in history. It's almost like an R. Kelly situation where I'm not sure that he's ever apologized. So, and this has been going on for a long time. Yes. So, I think basically it's like, okay, well, this isn't going to happen. Let's write that off, which is, I think, what has happened. But in the in the entertainment business, where people fancy themselves to be very progressive, and they fancy themselves as artists, so if someone's an artist, I really think like. The French think this way. I think that if Polanski had to like occasionally sodomize a thirteen-year-old girl so he could make Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. then that's okay because we need we need you another know, really good movie. Yeah, really good. He's a he's a really good director. Make really good movies, even the ones that are like a little pretentious are good pretentious movies. But I think they really believe that the art the French really believe that like the artist needs to be have his outlet right so he can express himself. And if he's not killing kids, then that's okay. He just, you know, oh. fucking this girl. Her mom was very ambitious. The girl was in the hot tub because she wanted to get ahead. Whatever excuse you want to make. All these excuses that if you made about any other case, the whole rape culture class would come and fucking burn your car. They just light your car on fire. Yeah, well, I right. I think you're right. It, it's some of the same people involved. So there's, there's this hypocrisy in that they don't want to sort of call out their own. Because, by the way, Hollywood, fuck Pizzagate. I mean, Hollywood, there is a, <laughs> a minor yes. sort of child uh, molesting, uh, child... Uh, ring of people that well, it's children. a major ring. Fucking minors is, is that what you mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, No, it's been going on forever. So and if you call that one out, then you got to deal with the domestic issues. I think there's a weird, there's a weird thing. There's been this senator, state senator in uh, in the Sacramento for years. He's from San Francisco, who's been trying to like reduce all the penalties for child porn and child uh, like sex, pederasty and stuff. And I'm like, really, and he keeps introducing bills and stuff like that. This is a big state senator, or whatever. I'm like, at some point, you got to be like. Dude, really? I mean, really? But I think it's a it's like a progressive, you know, thing where like this child rape thing is not 
by certain people is not a bad thing. Like we need to express, I think it's especially man boy thing, the Nambla stuff. Where it's just not, it's being, it's it's being oppressive to these men. For I not, feel like the, I don't know, like I I don't go to France, um, but no. I, I feel like you're you're sort of taking like really small minorities and saying like this is what the French think. Well, I'll tell you this: nobody. I, I read all this about about uh, uh, Polanski. There's never, never, ever been a concerted like movement of people, uh, of, of feminists or you know anti-rape people, things like that, to really. Make him a true vil- make him a true villain. It's true, that is, that is true. When he is the ultimate villain, hiding in plain sight, he is one of the. Fa- yeah, he still goes. He goes to Cannes, gets all the awards. He still makes movies. He gets all the stuff, and he raped a little kid. So people in in Hollywood now. So his movies. I haven't watched one of his movies since. Uh, uh, he doesn't China really town. make. He makes European films now strictly. So like American actors don't appear in his. He, he still can't come to the U. He's still not allowed to come to the U.S. But well, like they, Clooney's they, not doing a Polanski film, obviously. Right? No, 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 no. He's making he's making much he's making much smaller films in Europe, but he still wins all the awards every year. He's still going to Cannes every year with his hot young young wife. I don't know. I just think to me he's like literally one of the most famous, completely unconvicted rapists in the world. And where you can call out like, oh, here's a hundred women who say that Donald Trump raped them, and we got to you know he's a rapist. And stuff <laughs> right, like that. Right. Here's actually a guy who actually did rape a woman. He a girl. He admitted he did it. And only fled because the deal, the little sweetheart deal he had uh, from the, you know from the LA district attorney was going to go away, and instead of a slap on the wrist, he was going to face real criminal charges. Yeah, like a black dude from Compton is a flight risk, but uh, yes. the guy with a private jet, no, nah, let's let's let him out on bail. You know, I just think let I, him fuck around for a while. I think if you want to talk rape culture, you put Polanski's face on it. That's how I look at it. That has my pennies on a bunch, Matt. I'm sorry I brought you the rape culture. Matt, uh, Brian always gets a little shake. He gets the shakes when I bring that child rape up. I'm not sure what it is, but we'll explore it one day. <laughs> it's just for Brian's parents thought he would be a, it was big in the, in the Hollywood, and they put him in the hot tub with somebody. I but think he was, he was just he, he's not a fan of Polanski's movies. They're very slow. By the way, being in a hot tub in Jack Nicholson's backyard and being a, being a teenager and getting quaaludes and champagne sounds really like awesome up to the sodomy, the sodomy and rape. <laughs> like it might even be worth it. Who knows? Yes, it's, oh man. Sorry, I don't even mean to minimize wow, that. Wow, rave culture. Man. <laughs> no, Otherwise, it sounds like a lovely afternoon until the ass fucking, the forced ass fucking. It sounds like a lovely afternoon. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote for the show? Where, by the way, so Nicholson wasn't home during this? No, he wasn't. They were, well, you know, since you watched the movie, they made Chinatown together. They were they became friends. And Nicholson's house was like, uh, it was like the Playboy Mansion, whatever, uh, addendum. Mm-hmm. So he just had like people party there all the time when he wasn't there. Yeah, I feel bad that Nicholson's associated with this because from what I know from the movies, I don't think Jack would have stood for that. No, no. He definitely waited till girls the day they turned 18 to start fucking them. So and did, that's respectable. He did a lot. Of them. But yeah, I mean, those houses in the 70s were basically just drug dens and sex dens and the, all these big actors, James Caan, all the big actors, they had places and either they partied at the Playboy Mansion or they had their own places in the hills. And whether they're there or not, guys just came to their house and brought girls over and partied. Oh, that's cool. I let people go to my house, too, when I'm out of town, so I, I get that. Do you think a lot of underage sodomy has occurred in your, in your condo pool? I certainly hope not. <laughs> it's been, definitely been man boy. Uh, MattRalston.net <laughs> and uh, Facebook, Twitter, etc. I would like to thank Rocco's Tavern in Studio City, uh, the best place to ever host a podcast that a boy could ever possibly imagine. Great drinks, great pizzas. Brian's attempt to ruin pizza. That's even <laughs> with, with gay ass vegetables. <laughs> I really the term for that has to be gay ass vegetables. Really has not even brought down the level how awesome those pizzas are. So come to Rocco's in Studio City, watch the podcast. Uh, I want to uh, give a shout out to our audience here at Rocco's today. You guys are you guys really make this. This is the reason why we come here. <laughs> the reason why we come here every week. 
Uh, for Brian, sound engineer to stars, Lex, last minute, talk to you next week.